I'm Alex Shaw. I'm Sharon Shaw. Welcome to School of Everything Else. Bad Reviews Against Humanity, Volume 5. Welcome back our guests from last time, Jason Chewy Slate and Bill Bloodworth from the Manor Pool, and their buddy from Card Advantage, Aaron Lecluse. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Sharon, could you furnish us with yours? Because I gave you some corkers. Since I, unlike these other guys, I know your sense of humour, so I went for the absurd and gave you the ones that I was fairly certain were going to make you crack up. (laughs) Accurate and honest, this is a five-star review. The title of this movie does an excellent job of describing how many ninjas are in it. I recommend renaming most movies Zero Ninjas. This particular installment, in case you hadn't guessed, is three ninjas. So I like that one more than Surf Ninjas. They they would never tell you how many ninjas were in Surf Ninjas. Absolutely. How are you supposed to make an assessment when you have to guess how many ninjas you're dealing with? I mean, my my personal favorite was the sequel to Three Ninjas, which was also Three Ninjas. (laughs) Three Ninjas Kick Back or Three Ninjas Attack from Uncle Mountain or something. (laughs) High Noon at Mega Mountain, thank you. That's the one. There we go. Okay. Um, That had an accredited racist Hulk Hogan in it, didn't (laughs) it? Okay, this one, I'm going to give you the title of the movie off the bat because it has nothing to do with the review. It's The Man from Uncle. It's a one-star review. It's entitled Not What I Asked For. So that's fine. Um, Not entirely certain what he was expecting, but I ordered fries and cheeseburger. No, 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 that's not what it says. Oh, do I have to read? Oh, okay. Yep. I ordered fires and cheeseburger. From the Cineam Eatery. And when it finally arrived, I was fish and chips. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> Even it's spelled all the man's correctly. Even spelled correctly, that has no place on an Amazon movie review page for the man from Uncle. Look, this is what happens when you order fires and you don't order them from Amazon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want my fires and cheeseburgers. Oh, no. My fish and chips again. And beer for my horses. (laughs) (laughs) And $75 for the horse. Okay. Star Wars Trilogy episodes four through six. Okay. Now, you can tell this guy's an expert reviewer because he has managed to succinctly sum up the entirety of the original trilogy in a single line. So stand by for the genius. Five stars. The highlight of the trilogy is when Yoda eats Luke's breadsticks. <laughs> Thank not- you. And at the end, it's at the end. Two out of two people found this review helpful. <laughs> Finally, someone gets it. I've been saying Finally. this for years. I mean, that was the main thing holding the prequel trilogy back. Don't listen to this other guy who's complaining no about CG. Sticks. It was the lack of red sticks. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was also a problem, but mostly CG. Mostly CG. <laughs> it wasn't okay. to do with the structure or the dismal characters. It was the CG. Oh, my right. God. Okay. The Grand Budapest Hotel, and I'm not entirely certain how this follows. However, five stars, 
Great film. I got laid. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually see uh, Wreck-It Ralph the first time, but I gave it five stars for the same reason, so... There you I, with, I, that's not like the same review as the guy who went to see Time Cop and then told us about that girl that he uh, <laughs> yeah. Puerto Rican whatever whatever I think yeah it was. like Puerto Rican goddess big <laughs> are these people picking people up at Redbox and then returning <laughs> them in a few hours like what's going on entirely yeah, possible because of their three wolf moon t-shirts <laughs> oh well that's different no okay. that's understandable alright oh, this is a one star movie these guys are old I bought this because I love Martin Lawrence. Come to find out, he is not in it. The Expendables 3. <laughs> that was the only movie of that year that Martin Lawrence was not in. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, naught out of four people found this review helpful, so there is some justice in the world. Okay. Right. One star, this movie is dot, dot, dot. This movie is just two hours of Sylvester Stallone rambling on about something or other, probably homosexuality. It's Rocky. I was going to say, it's got to be the... (laughs) (laughs) Probably homosexuality. I don't know how you can describe that. Stall lion. I don't know how you can describe that as two hours of Sylvester Stallone rambling on about something or other. He barely talks. Well, and when he does, you can't understand him. So, see, that's what he means. Most mm. of the movie is him just sort of, you know... Hitting you things? Know, no, sweetly trying to, to befriend Adrian. Yeah, that's true. That's why he keeps yelling. A girl. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Does he know that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right. he became fish and chips. Further persecution of poor Sylvester... <laughs> um, Rambo First Blood Part 2 That would have been valid for Rambo 4 You want to persecute him all you want for that Yeah uh, One star How can there be a First Blood Part 2 Right now this review is by George Washington Jr I strongly suspect He's using an alias <laughs> I don't think this is the real George Washington Jr Once you have a First Blood Every other blood continues sequentially from there. So the other movies should have been entitled Rambo Second Blood and Rambo Third Blood, and so on. I want this person to play Final Fantasy. (laughs) Until their eyes bleed. (laughs) Their eyes bleed their first blood. Look, if the last exorcism part two happened, that means the other one was the penultimate exorcism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bridesmaids. I love this film. One star scared my eight-year-old son. Oh, my God! <laughs> Showing one, your eight-year-old son this, you why asshole. Why is your eight-year-old son watching Bridesmaids? <laughs> so many but questions. If anything else, it's going to give this... him dangerous ideas about poisoning your food so that you poop yourself in the sink. This is written by a woman or man named Iguana Hitler. Yeah, I was going to come back to the name, but yeah. I, I don't trust Hitler. that. <laughs> okay, I was taking I... a drink when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was tell me it came out of your nose. Folks, just send us a photoshopped uh, what you imagine iguana Hitler to look like. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an iguana with a little Hitler tash. I'm too young to have actually watch Bridesmaids, and I'm geriatric with Alex. <laughs> uh, 
I had to return this movie because Melissa McCarthy was giving my son nightmares. <laughs> Mike, so you returned the movie and he forgot? <laughs> Look, they returned the UMD and then no more nightmares. They stopped him watching it, you know. They also the threw his son's time. PSP at the wall. That helped. Mike okay. agrees. <laughs> Hercules 2014. Is that the one with the rock in it? Five, uh, yeah, I think it will be. Is that Five the actual stars. title or just the year? It's, just, it's, it's Hercules 2014. It's Hercules is and the then title to make. I'm assuming that's to clarify which one. That's it too is. bad. I really want to watch a movie called that. <laughs> Hercules 2014. But it has Followed to be made. The Thunderbirds 2086. It has to have been made in 1982. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I Otherwise, it doesn't count. And it's <laughs> basically like just Flash Gordon. Yeah. Okay, it's five stars, ten out of ten. He suplexes a charging horse. Suplexes? It's a wrestling move. This person is easily impressed. It's when you swing a horse, like if you grab you someone swing and then swing, <laughs> swing a horse way up into the air and he goes, this is a bunch of bullshit, and then it lands on the ground, and yeah, that's, that. It, yeah. <laughs> that's why horses yeah. hate wrestling. Yeah. Because <laughs> they get suplexed by the rock. Yeah. Okay. It's going to happen. Woman. Ah! Sorry. Oh, you didn't oh, mean okay. Mm. Okay. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I live I'm, on an I'm island sorry. made out of garbage. Untitled Good Movie. Okay. Grandbaby loves this movie. She attached a tail to her pants and walked around with a piece of material as a whip, pretending... She was Cat Baby. <laughs> Is this pants in your sense or our sense? Frankly, <laughs> <laughs> it could be either. I mean, you say Grand Based Baby. Based on Catwoman, it could be either. Yeah, you grand say Grand baby. baby and she's attaching a tail to her pants. And I'm thinking like an 18-month-old here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, could be either. And why is your 18-month-old grandchild watching Catwoman? Yeah. Why is anyone watching Catwoman? <laughs> yeah. Why is anybody but Peter watching it? Mm, okay. Uh, right. Now we have Spotlight Review for a Nimbus 2000 broomstick. <laughs> okay. It gets three stars for fun, one star for educational, and four stars for durability. But the title, oddly enough, is Keep the Batteries Out. Okay, now this is written on December the 26th, 2001. So like the day after it's been Just weeks after Harry Potter came out. And the I think reviewer, someone else might have a review on it. Too. The reviewer is a toy enthusiast from New Jersey. This toy was number one on my daughter's Christmas list. So what the heck, although it has no educational value, I figured it would be good for imaginative play. It wasn't until after she opened her gift and started playing with it that I realised that the toy may offer a more than sensational experience. The broomstick has cute sound effects and vibrates when they put it between their legs to fly. Come on! What Come are on! the creators of this toy thinking? She'll keep playing with the Nimbus 2000, but with the batteries removed. <laughs> it's like Footloose. <laughs> the, the, the town's taken all the batteries out of the Nimbus 2000s. The stuffy old grown-ups. I hope your daughter doesn't dev- have a rocking horse. Because you can't take the batteries out of that. Yeah. Okay. A bunch of geriatrics. That's the problem. 
This one is a two-star review. Okay, if you can suspend disbelief. What? It's a classic. Now, this guy's given a legitimately real-looking name, so I don't know whether this is a joke or whether he means it. It's a classic, but wooden acting and a fundamental misunderstanding of marine mammal physiology have always ruined this one for me. Then again, I am a whale biologist. <laughs> Tell me it's Free Willy. No, it's, it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio. It's one of the only... <laughs> wow. Tonight that is not Free Willy. Uh, that's beautiful. That is that is a work of art. I, I, I kind of want to find the retweet by someone who is actually a puppeteer. Goes, here, here. Oh, my God. Okay. Right, this is a movie review for a film called Big Eyes. It has one star. And the review is this. Damn, them some big ass eyes. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Damn! Creepers, <laughs> creepers. Okay. Walk into the club and folks are like, damn, that's some big ass eyes. <laughs> star Wars Episode 2. Attack of the Clones. Bad CG! Bad CG! Bad CG. Okay. Three stars. Needs more binks. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Reflects. My three unbelievably large sons wanted to see more of the Jar Jar character. <laughs> Unless your three unbelievably large sons were threatening to hold you down and beat you up if you didn't get them more Jar Jar, there's nothing that means that you need more things. So tell your sons to look elsewhere. Unbelievably large. <laughs> are, you, are you reviewing the film or are you boasting about the size of your son? I really well, need to like know more. To the local fair and people judge how much larger they are than the other sons and you get ribbons. <laughs> like, this is horrible. <laughs> okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. One star. Hate. Hate these little singing rats. Wish they'd all... <laughs> Die. <laughs> okay. This movie. Amazon customer. They're not real. <laughs> Bad, CG. Bad CG. Bad CG. Bad CG. My okay. Agent better Cody. CG in Alvin and the Chipmunks than there is in the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. More believable. Okay. David Agent... Cross sells those little guys. Well, don't ask me. I'll never tell. I look you. So, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for wish credits and joy for guess. I was looking for this, but that you're in my way. Jewel stare was holding. Skin was showing off. Night window. Where do you think you're going, baby? Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. Here's my number. So, maybe. It's hard to look right. Get you. Baby. But here's my number. So, hey. I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. So, maybe. And the other was try to check me. But here's my number. So, call me. Maybe. Okay, so hold on. Um, Suze, where was I at? Uh, Have you forgotten already, you, you geriatric old fool? 
Uh, where, where was I? Fucking... Okay, American Sniper, five stars. An amazing movie. Was about a sniper. Wasn't really expecting that, but still, an amazing movie. Five stars. Chupacabra versus the Alamo. Wait, was that it? <laughs> that was it, yeah. No, I think it's things I, in short order, son. I wasn't really expecting that, but... I was really hoping that Chupacabra versus the Alamo was the last line of the review. Yeah. <laughs> That was expecting that Chupacabra versus the Alamo. <laughs> Chupacabra versus the Alamo, which is apparently a real movie. Worst <laughs> Chupacabra movie I've seen. This is by B. Waston, so you know it's right. Chupacabra versus the Alamo is the worst Chupacabra movie I've seen. Just qualifying that one there. Constantine, two stars. Thought it was based on truth. Now, based is spelled B-A-S-T-E, which implies that it was based it <laughs> on truth. I'm not even sure how you, what, how to draw that, but uh, my son had recommended it. I was under the impression it was a true story. <laughs> how did your son phrase it? There's this guy who hunts demons, <laughs> and then he chats with a, an angel, and then there's loads of demons that attack him. Despicable Me too. Good old onions and their ways. This is a five-star movie. More onions. Good old onions and their ways. I can't wait till the review of the write... Minions movie. I, I, I don't know if he was trying to write Minions three times and called them Onions three times. It's probably autocorrect on his phone or something. Yeah, maybe. Do you mean Onions? Yeah, just go with Onions. <laughs> it's fine. Ever after, a Cinderella story. Two stars, not real. <laughs> now, of, of all the Cinderella stories I've ever seen in my whole life, this was literally the realest Cinderella. It, it was, there was no magic in it. It was all about, you know, it was kind of, I think we've described it before as Game of Thrones for kids, basically. The, the, the new Disney Cinderella live action actually does it better. But this is like the realest of all Cinderellas. Not real. Well, I mean, it had yeah. Leonardo da Vinci in it, and I played Assassin's Creed. I know he's a real person. So, <laughs> clearly. Leonardo da it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Well remembered. Uh, this one's for Free Willy. One star. Not a great movie at all by a customer in May '99. I don't see why a person will want to go through all that trouble to save a whale. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Not a fan of whales. <laughs> and then Free Willy Two: The Adventure Home. Three stars again. I thought Willie was free already. My bad. Goes to show you how unsuccessful some kids can be. <laughs> free Willie 4, Escape from Pirate's Cove. Three stars. Yet again! How many times must Willie be freed before he's freed? <laughs> how to Train Your Dragon. Not believable. The aerodynamics in this movie are unrealistic. Also, that's not what dragons look like. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Clearly, this person knows something we don't. Contradictory, sir. Karate Dog, five stars. Great movie. We liked this movie so much, we ended up buying a dog just like it. As a matter of fact, the dogs in this movie are my dog. <laughs> are my dog's uncles. <laughs> I. That is an amazing thing, and I have nothing to say. 
This one's for that Nimbus 2000 again. One star does not work. Many years ago, I gave up flying light aircraft as it was so tedious filling in in all those flight plans, especially for short flights. And along comes this broom with all its high-profile advertising, including a whole series of films. I carefully read the item description, designed by real professionals, not fake professionals. No fake professionals involved here, thinks I. Comes with a certificate of authenticity and is a real scale one-to-one. It even states in the description, notice this product is not a toy, and to catch it before it flies away. Clearly then, this was the ideal item to get me back in the air. At $695, it seemed like a bargain too, given that a replacement Cessna 152 runs in at over 20k. So imagine my surprise when I had to open her up in my steep driveway. I fell head over heels and tumbled for over 30 feet. Undeterred, after all, maybe I was doing something wrong, I repeated the exercise with the same body-bruising result. I didn't even manage to get the foot results into the stated flight... Footrest. Sorry, I didn't even manage to get the footrest into the stated flight position. I would have returned the item, but I damaged it by throwing it against a tree, so now I'm stuck with an exceedingly expensive but quaint-looking house broom. And then in parentheses, my cock agrees. (laughs) 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 Clearly, Uh, he should have gotten the model that the little girl got. (laughs) Maybe it is, and he just didn't put the batteries in. I didn't put the batteries back in. Obviously, it's not going to fly without the batteries. This is a one-star review for pretty, in, in quotation marks, woman. Touchstone Pictures has got a lot of nerve naming this movie Pretty Woman and should be ashamed of itself. Julia Roberts' mouth is way too big. A person's mouth should not go more... <coughs> a person's mouth should not go more than halfway around their head. Um, <laughs> Clearly, this guy's never played Silent Hill. She's not Audrey 2. Uh, <laughs> This is a three-star movie, <laughs> not one of Denzel's best. How many former one-man army slash secret agent trying to lead a normal life only to have it interrupted by a heart of gold hooker in peril movies do we have to see? We bought a zoo. <laughs> that one uh-huh. actually did have Matt Damon in it. Matt it's Damon. about Matt Damon buying a zoo. Wait. Denzel is nowhere near it. There's no army, one-man army, no secret agent, no hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> It's about a family that buy a zoo. Wait, Last one. I'm sorry. Hold on. Could you just read that review again? Because <laughs> I think okay. it just may be two completely separate thoughts. Three just... stars. Not one of Denzel's best. How many former one-man army slash secret agent trying to lead a normal life only to have it interrupted by a heart of gold hooker in peril movies do we have to see? I think he's talking about Hitman starring Denzel Washington. <laughs> we bought a zoo. <laughs> Maybe one of and the animals was a hooker, and they just that got left. That's in the extended that edition. Was clearly a hooker. <laughs> Can we dig one out that star. movie title that needed to be about a cow? <laughs> one star. Prof- profane and obnoxious. This is another Scorsese movie, but it's not about taking the Lord's name in vain. Uh, there is a limit to the amount of times I can watch somebody blowing. <laughs> I can watch somebody blowing cocaine into another person's anus. Without being totally <laughs> disgusted and repulsed, the Wolf of Wall Street. Do, do they tell yeah, us what movie, the limit no, is? Yeah, how many is that? You gotta it's watch the, the movie to find out. It's the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, <laughs> let's ask Mister Owl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing that film. I don't remember anyone blowing cocaine into someone else's anus. Oh, so maybe I think it maybe... happened like once. Maybe that's the director's cut. Well, maybe the limit is one, then. Yeah, maybe one is too much. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Um, right, so I, I believe we're on Aaron now. Uh, okay. <clears throat> this is this is a movie review for Gone Girl. It's a three star review by JD Brick Maynard Cowboy. Yes. I, I respect that name a lot. <clears throat> JD's review. Ben Affleck's penis was bigger in the book. <laughs> that is three stars. Sorry for the long Alrighty setup, then. but I felt that was the only way to deliver that one. <laughs> right, I hate it when they change that in the film adaptation. There's Watchmen all over again. Yeah. It's my talk agrees. <laughs> Uh, now this one is for a um, is it the the, the big one? Yeah, this here? is a this is a product, not a right. Product. Um, I, I think we need to actually look this one up. It's it's an <clears throat> iPad stand. Uh, um, everybody Google this iPad toilet stand. Oh God! One of these words is not like the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it's the first image I've got here. It's basically it's an iPad stand, oh. and it's just it's oh. just a look at angle poise um, like a uh, uh, standy thing. And just like that, that would be fine. You could bring that into the living room and keep that there. And just save you having to set the iPad down. It's always <laughs> going to be there. Like you could watch that with your hands free. But it's got a toilet roll holder <laughs> hanging off it. <laughs> Just for that note of classiness. Yeah, so for those who haven't looked it up at home, listening, or driving in their car, God help you. Uh, pull over, seriously. It looks like a lamp. Like like a nice, I don't know, brushed aluminum lamp. But about halfway down, just put a, put a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Perfect. Just as God intended. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll down these pictures, by the way. Someone's put an iPad on a plunger. That's their toilet holder. <laughs> Okay, I it's like some Mario Brothers cartoon nonsense. <laughs> I read just the beginning of this review, just enough to know that this is going to be good. <sighs> Five star review. This calls for a celebration of defecation, a lifesaver. That's the title. <sighs> After ordering five pounds of those Haribo sugar-free gummy bears, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure glad I ordered this the same day. It was only about 30 minutes into watching The Walking Dead and snacking on these gummy bears that I heard a low moaning and grumbling. Could it be a zombie about to eat Carl? Much to my disappointment, it wasn't. And my Uh eyes widened when I realized the sound... (laughs) When I realized the sound was the warning of an impending storm that had just dropped into my lower intestine. I knew I only had moments before the urge would come, and so, in a frantic, clenched haste, I opened my digital pedestal and grabbed my iPad from the counter. Then, in a dash that would put a track and field Olympian to shame, I made my way to the porcelain throne. (laughs) I must say, having my iPad neatly placed in front of me sure kept my mind off the war zone that my bathroom had become. (laughs) I was even able to read my email from the United Nations citing the Geneva Convention rules of chemical warfare and that my residence had officially been sanctioned. <laughs> By the way, on a side note, folks, uh, when you're doing the gummy bear cleanse, listen to Chemical Warfare by the Dead Kennedys on a permanent loop. <laughs> it's what killed them. It's the, o- it's the only way to get through that nightmare. 
It didn't bother me, though, since I was kept entertained by Candy Crush and Angry Birds. Even as those Haribo gummy bears wrought an apocalyptic doomsday throughout my gastrointestinal system, I was unfazed <laughs> and kept my mind at peace with my Sounds of Nature app. I have now found this digital pedestal stand to be a lifesaver. In my darkest moment, it has proven to be a shining light, a beacon of clarity and hope. Without it, I'd be subjected to the horrors of my bowels, a slave to the demonic witchcraft of Haribo. It's the, it's the matrix of leadership. <laughs> <laughs> uh, However, was, oh God. Uh, we're not done. However, it has now been six hours and I'm still unable to move from my porcelain prison. The battery on my iPod is dying and without my charger... Soon its light will fade and all the angels in heaven will not be able to save me from the hellish onslaught of poo that I will be forced to face. <laughs> Please, to whomever reads this, send help or at least a charger. Oh my. Oh my. Clues, what, what's the date on that? Can we still save this person? <laughs> I, I don't think we can. It's, it's from October. Oh no. 2013. Oh, they're done. Game over, man. Game over. Can we have a moment of silence for this poor bastard? (laughs) Truncation will handle that. That was an old nine of 162 people found the following review helpful. (laughs) I don't use the iPad on the toilet. I know a lot of people do, but I I hate the idea of poo particles settling on my screen. Fecal matter, tiny little bits of it settling on my screen to then be slickly rubbed across by my fingertips, which then eat French fries. For the record, you get used to it quick. <laughs> oh, God. It's also just one of those things to think about next time you use your phone in the bathroom and then hold your phone against your face. <laughs> Poo particles. <sighs> I mean, just like, like, if you don't close your toilet when you flush it, a wisp of bacteria-filled air flings itself <laughs> Skywards and then settles on your toothbrush. Higher and higher. <laughs> Alex, this is why you need the iPad toilet stand. It holds it above these problems. <laughs> your darkest hour. I I honestly can't think of any hygienic way to browse the iPad. I mean, there's like. There's a nightmare creation on this Google search, by the way. It's a, basically a giant potty for a tiny child with an iPad stand. <laughs> the One of these things is not like the others. Child, tiny, like little baby, baby child. Potty, that's fine. iPad stand, whoa. <laughs> Cute and colourful, give them your penguin game. Nope. <laughs> Five-star review for Jurassic Park. I got a Jurassic boner. (laughs) Honesty. 
<laughs> One of two people found this review helpful. Is that anything like a geriatric bonus? I was going to say, I got a geriatric bonus, but I was 13 at the time. What can you do? <laughs> now, the age of 13 is just a perpetual boner. Right, so follow that up. First day, a- awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that was geriatric? My cock agrees. (laughs) It certainly does. Uh, To follow that up, a four-star review for Jurassic World. It is four stars without boobs. Gets five stars. However, it was a great. That's that's the whole title of the review. But the review itself is nothing without boobs gets five stars. However, it was a great film. And this person's methods. Yeah, this is a man who sticks to his principles. Good metric. Certainly, <laughs> certainly does. <clears throat> it, it, that you know, relative to some of the other people we've we've heard so far, that's sane. That's at least man's got to have a code, and that's that man has a code. <laughs> oh God, another one for Kazam. Okay, this is another Kazam review. Five stars. <clears throat> oh, good. It's it, been a while. It doesn't really have a title, so they've just, you know, truncated part of the review. The movie so barely jump, did. It's fine. I'll just jump to the review. This movie is pure magic. Correct. If I ever find myself a magic genie who lived in a boombox <laughs> and is an okay basketball player, I would wish for the same things. That's possessive things, T-H-I-N-G apostrophe S. Yeah. I don't know what things, but because we end there. I'm sorry. I never know. <laughs> We'll Maybe never know. We'll never know what Brooke Gonzalez would have wished for. Maybe that's because his iPad battery finally ran out and he couldn't be bothered to get up from the toilet. Too covered in shit. Well, that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watch Kazam in the bathroom. I see everyone. <laughs> that's the only place you can watch Kazam. I only see? watch it on PC. DRM is weird, you guys. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to hear you describe this one because, Wow. I was going to say this next one is is visual. Uh, it is a five star review titled Five Stars for the movie Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> so whoever has reviewed this has uh, dug deep into uh, emoji on their phone. And I think that these are eggplants. Aubergines oh. for Brits. It's just Four eggplants. <laughs> standing tumescent. S- standing. I was going to say erect, but I didn't. Four, four eggplants. I really thought you were going to say that the entire review was eight equals 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 equals. Capital <laughs> D. <laughs> no, no, no. They went the emoji route. Till day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Without bonus gets five stars. However, it was great. <laughs> All right. Now a five-star review for National Treasure Book of Secrets. It's titled, And Everyone Loved It. But again, I think it's just truncating the, the actual review. This needs to be in a tally-ho kind of voice. Very jolly. We had a movie night at the club, and I am a nudist, and everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch the castle treasure and get our willies out. It's like I'm there. 
The thing is, I did not read this review before I started, and (laughs) that took me by surprise. (laughs) It took several people at his club by surprise. Did they they love the movie, or did they love his nudists? It wasn't supposed to be a nudist club. It's a movie club, clearly. (laughs) But everybody loved it. Oh, I, I thought we all agreed to Casual Fridays. This is really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> My cock agrees. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a uh, a two star review for Raiders of the Lost Ark, titled "I Don't Know." Cloud Steel four thirty eight submitted this review. I've watched this film about four times. I don't really know what it's about. Nazis want a radio for talking to God. They find one. It melts their faces. The end. (laughs) Also, my hat. (coughs) Throw me the whip. (laughs) Okay. uh, Now now a uh, five-star review for the movie Samurai Cop titled Bonerville. (laughs) Population Me by James Daniels. So much unnecessary softcore porn and luxuriant mullets. I have an awkward boner now. <laughs> that is, by the way, the extension of the shameful semi discussed in an earlier show. It's 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 not awkward. Just just let it happen. I want to copy that review to a box set of MacGyver. <laughs> I did not know that about MacGyver. <sighs> <sighs> Five-star review for the movie Striptease, titled Best Movie Ever, with Correct. three exclamation points, <laughs> by a customer. I love this movie. It is the best movie ever made, and I love to watch it late at night, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Demi Moore is the best. When she starts stripping, I start stripping. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> But can you go back to the Tally Ho voice? <laughs> Bed. Uh, if you know right. what I mean. I don't like a... the talky sections. <laughs> <laughs> we had a movie night at the club and I showed this. <laughs> um... Got our words out. Well, I started. But everybody loved it. <laughs> now, now a uh, one-star review. For a film, and I'm not I'm not gonna tell you the title of this film yet, but it's a one-star review by Mrs. Priss. Oh, not Miss. God. Mrs. Priss. <clears throat> <clears throat> I threw this movie away after my children watched it, and I regretted letting them watch it. I'm a Christian, and this had far too many occult, communist, and homosexual overtures for me. <laughs> Have you ever had homosexual overtures, Miss Mrs. Priss? <laughs> This has got to be like a Harry Potter movie, right? They would have been exactly uh, like what was no. in this movie. It is the Lego movie. <laughs> Homosexual <laughs> overtures. <laughs> Wonderful. <sighs> okay. Uh, a one-star review for The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. One star, not suitable for small reviews. children. I sat down to watch this with my young son. Everything was going fine for a while until Aslan appeared. I could tell something was not right in the scene in which we saw him from behind, but I was hoping my son wouldn't notice. 
But at exactly one hour, 29 minutes, and one second, at least by my DVD player, that's when he made me pause it. Dad, he queried, did someone take Aslan to the vet? Now, it looks like the review's been truncated a little bit, so I think there are some sentences missing, but we pick up with, seemed to be missing a pair. You can see this quite clearly if you pause the movie at certain points. (laughs) Sounds like Aslan's been truncated as well. (laughs) Sure, you tell yourself that they're out of view behind his prodigious tail, but you know you're just kidding yourself. No, there's no way around it. Everyone's favorite lion was somehow gelded, possibly in a previous battle with the White Witch. Anyhow... My point is that I don't much appreciate Disney's forcing me to explain the concept of a eunuch to my son at such an impressionable age. Peter Pevensey, you are the only one who could find my bollocks. Thanks. Back in episode three, you have a solution for Aslan, as I recall. We must journey to the farthest isles. My bollocks are on the stone table there. I would say, though, this guy's wildly underestimating his child. If he looked and said, did someone take him to the vet? That means they have had a cat or a dog that has been to the vet. So you need look no further than yourself, sir. (laughs) That's not the sort of thing that children just notice. That lion's got no ball. (laughs) Dad, why does the lion have no balls? The lions at the zoo have balls. Explain this to me, Dad. Who explained me? <laughs> Dad, does that mean you. Jesus also doesn't have balls? No. <laughs> it's symbolic. It's symbolic, son. Symbolic. Uh, symbolic. No, son. Jesus didn't have balls because Jesus <laughs> is the perfect man. Is this an allegory? How does the perfect man have no balls? (laughs) See, everyone blames all of the problems of being a man on on his penis. You know, my cock agrees. But no, no, no. It's all in the balls. Greetings, Aslan. I see you have no balls. (laughs) Right there, White Witch. I have no balls. (laughs) Right on me, children. No, never mind. Never mind. Good. All right. Uh, This next review, it's a four-star review for the film Tusk. Although it claims to be written by Robert L., I think it was actually Harvey Corman from uh, Blazing Saddles. Or possibly that guy who said he really wanted to be a walrus, because that's what Tusk yeah. was about. <laughs> Could have been yeah. here's, here's the entire review. Kinky. <laughs> it just, just to explain to people who haven't seen or heard of Tusk, it's about like a guy gets kidnapped by the guy from the human centipede, pretty much, and then turned into a walrus. That's it. That's the film. Kevin Smith at his best, question mark. Okay, next. (laughs) Okay, a uh, four-star review for the film Waterworld, titled Damn Right. Oh, you have to say this like death out of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. (laughs) Damn right! (laughs) (laughs) Would you pay four (laughs) dollars? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just going to read this straight. Death. Would you pay four dollars to watch a man drink his own urine? I would. <laughs> well, he gave it four stars. Wait, what was this for? Waterworld. Uh, Waterworld. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I mean, that's the only thing I've noticed that happens in that movie. So yeah. I guess that's fair. I mean, there's there's other stuff that happens after the first eighteen seconds of the film. <laughs> 
But it's no, <laughs> not if you keep rewinding, Alex. Not if you keep rewinding. Not as important as Aslan's bollocks. These people will notice the weirdest things. <laughs> All right, a uh, a five star review entitled Five Stars" by Ernest M. Woody for the film "White Men Can't Jump." Oh God! But some can. <laughs> Is he one of those angry reviewers, like, you know, all lives matter? <laughs> <sighs> oh, God, this last one. I'm just so glad that he didn't finish that with a story I'm gonna, about how he, a white man, once jumped really high for something. I'm going to send everyone this final review here because oh my God. it is quite <laughs> astonishing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got visuals to it. So The movie is called WWJD2. Oh, it's what would Jesus do too? Yeah, the woodcarver. Uh, I was going to say it's, to it's from Pollocks. starring Faith and family films. Yeah, starring John Ratzenberger, <laughs> uh, oh. Ham from uh, Toy Story, and Coach from uh, Frasier. Oh, sorry. Cheers. I was going to say no. You're wrong on all of it. <laughs> is, he, is he not Coach from Cheers? He's he's not Coach. No, no. He's, he's, <laughs> He's Norm, isn't he? <laughs> oh, he's, oh, God, I love British He's people. Woody. He's, what? he's Sam and Diane, right? <laughs> I don't know. I was only 13 when, when Cheers was popular, and I was geriatric already. They moved him, They removed him from Fraser, and Niles was what was left. <laughs> Fraser! <laughs> like Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser. Yeah! <laughs> he was in Cheers, right? <laughs> never had. <laughs> Just describe the picture first. Okay, so just to be clear, he was Cliff Clavin on Cheers. Yeah. Cliff Clavin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, it's from it's from a company called Faith and Family Films, and uh, it, you clearly have a, a slightly older John Ratzenberger here in the very center, holding a wooden mallet. <laughs> and keep smiling. that picture. Keep, yeah, and and smiling a little. Creepy, but keep that picture in your mind. Up. He's not in it holding it in an aggressive way. He's not like like no, smash no, no. someone's just, head in. Just like holding it, and uh, over over his shoulder, over his right shoulder, is a woman with kind of a smug smile on her face. And this Tina Fey stunt double, and then there's uh, albino Paul Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone, picture that in your heads as we read the following review. Five stars. <clears throat> Family fun values is the title of this review. Wonderful Christian film. I was a little taken aback by the excessive anal sex scenes, but the Christian values that permeated this film override those abundant and graphic scenes. Five stars. That kind of wood he's carving. Oh, I gotta make it. Just, just so you know, Aaron Chewy took me aside and said that you're norm- normally quite um, prim and proper and, and prudish, and you don't I, tend to talk. I about, tend to be, yes. Yeah, you don't tend to talk about filth too much. So he specifically asked me to give you the most unsavory things to say tonight. <laughs> Thank him. <laughs> yeah, that hey, sounds like Chewy. Alex responded, "So you want me to make him swear? I can do that." I was like, "No, no, no, not just the swearing." <laughs> Yeah, he, he basically was saying, you know, just implying, get, get grotty with this one. 
Okay, folks, uh, jump to the Paul Ross uh, ones. Let's just get through this. these ones. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. I, had, I had a couple left. My computer unfroze. Oh, so. okay. Yep. Go for it, Chewie. Right. Punch it, Chewie. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what this movie is, but it's five-star review by Jim. <clears throat> wait a minute. Hang on. Let me, let me get this. Okay, here we go. A friend at the home refutes much of the science in this documentary, but secretly I believe she is part pinko. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you're saying that into a ham radio. (sighs) Toy Story 3. Yeah, the science of Toy Story 3 is definitely up for it being refuted. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Uh, Bill, did did you make it back yet? See. Okay, good. This, This is for you. Oh this, boy. Is, this is all you need to know about this movie you didn't see. Transformers Age of Extinction. One star. Unrealistic. <laughs> Correct. Uh-uh. Well, there goes my interest. <laughs> one out of one people found this review helpful. <laughs> um, skip the uh, next one because it's a product review. Do that one last oh. after you've done the movie because we all need right. to Google this one. World War Z. Two stars. Uh, a Z. World War Z. Sorry, we're, I'm on. I'm on a British show. World War Z. Two stars. <laughs> That's what we call it. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is nothing. Wait, let me. <clears throat> this movie is nothing more than a pro-vaccination campaign. <laughs> that is not where I thought that was going. <laughs> one of one people found this review helpful. <laughs> there are so many things to complain about with that movie, but pro-vaccination <laughs> is not one of them. In fact, that might be one of its strengths. One of its few songs. Okay, for this last one, could everybody Google, and you folks at home do it as well, because the expression on these cats is important. Cat, unicorn, horn. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly like it sounds. It's a strap-on horn for your cat to make them go, what? What are you? What? What is this thing? Why have you? What? Why have you put this on me? I don't get it. You fucking humans! And that's what all of these cat expressions are saying in some different methods. Like, they're either I'm going to shit in your favorite shoe while you're asleep, <laughs> or it's just like. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate get it off, that they're off. Get it off. Get it off. If you think that your cat might hate you, but you need to be sure, <laughs> this is the product for you. <laughs> okay, so now I have to read this. Oh, all right, I can do this. <clears throat> this is by Robert. Oh, and FYI, entire- the, uh, the, black, the black one looks like a giant butt plug taped to the head of a cat. <laughs> You don't know what he had in mind with that. That's all. Just run at me real fast. (laughs) (laughs) The review is entitled, Who Knew Evil, capital E, Could Inflate? I did. (laughs) did. I've seen it happen. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Here we go. Remember, this is by Robert. I thought this would be a cute addition to my little kitty, Mysterio Oscuro. That's the cat's name. The first thing I noticed about him once he had donned the appendage was that his large sparkly eyes seemed to change into a constant... (laughs) A constant half-squint. He was no longer interested in playthings like strings, laser pointers, or catnip. 
Instead, he preferred to sit high atop furniture in an almost vulture-like pose. His once bright eyes, now a constant, direct, unblinking gaze straight into my soul. So cute! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's only like a third of it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm prematurely wowed. Continue. <laughs> Three days later, he disappeared. Five days later, I found mouse carcasses laid out on the kitchen floor in a crude pentagram. And thought, well, at least he still loves me enough to bring me kitty presents. <laughs> Eight days later, I was awoke in the middle of the night by an high-pitched evil screech that was part hiss, part cackle, but so adorable. Since then, I've had a few nights of quiet, undisturbed sleep since all the dogs in the neighborhood seem to have mysteriously gone missing. Yay, peace! They had been barking like crazy the past few nights. <laughs> I rarely see M.O. Remember, that's Mysterio Oscuro. <clears throat> but I always feel like he's watching. Tomorrow, he goes to the vet for a checkup in some... <laughs> <laughs> As a normal people, I insist that you purchase for you cats and many more for neighbors' cats and prepare for glorious days of feline rule. <laughs> <laughs> we play all day with you. Happy, happy, good times for all. Sincerely, little girl. <laughs> I vote for it. <laughs> Robert. Oh god. It's all figured out. I, I think Robert's in a good place. <laughs> okay, so uh can everybody get Paul Ross? Yes. <laughs> before before we leave this uh, inflatable unicorn horn cat. <laughs> Must we leave at all? Such a phrasing. I, my favorite thing about this is that the box clearly proclaims Cats love it, and that is demonstrably false. <laughs> Absolutely, unless <laughs> it's demonstrably false. It appears to be the same cat, like glaring at us, and like cats love yeah, it, and then they the stopped box. shooting, and then the cat's like, "Seriously, I need a break." <laughs> oh. Put poison in your coffee. It's <laughs> in your favorite shoe. Joints creaking while I squeak around the stage Hellogrammothers telling me I ought to act my age deranged Already I don't got no brain medicine If we were running out of food on a boat I'd get jettisoned or eaten I'm unsweetened Don't tell me that I got the shortest straw I'm not a cretin Just a little senile and gassy and slow But I bet I'm very salty And I can still row Let's gobble on that infant Infants are useless Also very soft Which is good cause I'm toothless Come on kids You wanna get rescued or what? Don't mumble all amongst yourselves Speak up by I lost my ear horn the other day on the bus You would think, by the way, you whippersnappers make a fuss That I said something crazy, profound, or obscene Wait, where'd the ocean go? Where have you taken me? This old man, he rhymed twice He found this would not suffice With the whip-whack, bitter lack of youthfulness on them This old man was dour and grim Oh, this old man was dour and grim Paul Ross um, I don't know if these are in a particular order of quality, but I'm going to start with my, the first one, Death Certificate, yeah? All right. Okay. Five stars. 
Now, oh, how to explain this one? Um, Paul Ross is a minor TV personality from quite a while ago, brother of Jonathan Ross on British TV. This is a, a print of him, a canvas print to put on your wall. I don't know why it got started, but it's become like a notorious uh, place for sarcastic uh, Amazon reviews. Five stars. My life is complete. A friend bought this for me as a birthday present, and as I, as I unwrapped the gift, I caught a glimpse of Paul's beautiful eyes, and my heart was racing. When I removed the rest of the packaging, I was overjoyed and couldn't believe my luck. My friend knows me well, too well. The picture has pride of place in my house next to my grandfather's death certificate and my partner's citizenship certificate. This item is of excellent quality. The resolution is outstanding. The choice of image, too, is unrivaled. The color tone is superb. I cannot fault anything with this item. And these days it averages at about £2,500 for this for, for a second-hand one. Oh, God. Yeah, because basically Paul, all, everyone's bought these Paul Ross prints, and you just can't get them these days. So everyone buying them is selling them at opportunistic prices. That's a damn shame. Yep. Um, Sharon, next, alcoholic. Okay. Or just this one's just called um, drugs. Oh, actually, oh, just okay. as a, a bit of a... Um, uh, Bad Reviews Against Humanity Law, um, Paul Shotton read this at the live event we recorded, which uh, was released um, last year. And uh, that just for that brief moment, the recording stopped working, so we never got to hear him say it. So, Sharon, you've got to do this in a Paul Shotton way. Uh, oh, good Lord. I don't, I don't <coughs> think I can do him justice. Um, okay. Alcoholic. Five stars. Five stars. Yesterday, I was a bedridden, drug-addled alcoholic with no hope, no future. Then I bought this. Now, I'm a bedridden, drug-addled alcoholic with no hope, no future, but with a 20-inch canvas of Paul Rock. <laughs> you just never know what lies around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking up. Chewy, uh, I believe you're next. Oh, God. Five stars. Keeps the flame in my heart burning. <laughs> I should declare my vested interest from the outset of this review. <clears throat> oh, God. <clears throat> I am actually Paul Ross's love child. He met my mum in this crazy 1984 period when he was well known for his gallivanting and promiscuity. Although he has acknowledged that he is my biological father, he will not meet me nor my mum in person. I see this 20-inch canvas print as an adequate replacement for a father figure in my life. <clears throat> His eyes say to me, yes, son, I believe in you. You can do it. I don't know what Paul Ross sounds like. I <laughs> it's pretty much like that. <laughs> <clears throat> my mom often brought it along to football matches I was playing in as a kid and mimicked his voice <laughs> in an attempt to have me believe he has always been present in my life. Since then, the print has followed me to my high school graduation, university, and wedding. It was even pres oh God. It was even present in the bedroom on the first night of my honeymoon. I'd recommend this print <laughs> for any other of Paul Ross's bastard children. It has helped me grow up into a well-adjusted man. I, I love think you, Dad. They, I think that they could make a great movie out of this, where where they just use the picture 
as if and no one comments on it as if it's perfectly normal and perfectly natural and the rest of the movie is completely normal innocuous stuff like just following this guy through his life it's called a picture of paul ross and it gets uglier as time goes by <laughs> Meanwhile, Jonathan, regular <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This next one is entitled Fertling. Bill, if you would furnish us with... Fertling. Oh, boy. I mean, how could I not speak on and on about fertling? All right. Five stars. 20 inches of total nirvana. By Mr. MP Corner. Wow. I've been looking for a 20-inch box canvas of Bob Ross since my completely Paul inferior... Ross, 18... not Bob Ross. <laughs> right, right, Bob Ross is considerably more talented. Bob Ross would be too meta. <laughs> Rewinding, because I, I made it better by accident. Right. We can't have that. And this is why I brought Bill on to Monday Night Magic all that time ago. For this moment, all right. And I messed it up. Wow. I've been looking for a 20-inch box canvas of Paul Ross since my completely inferior 18-inch box canvas of Paul Ross was damaged during a barium enema. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, this canvas really is excellent. The quality of print complements the sheer majesty of Paul's cherubic face. For a while, I considered mounting a large number of these on my ceiling to create a Paul Ross canvas ceiling, but unfortunately, I realized that this is what my wife would be staring at during our frenzied horizontal moments. (laughs) And what kind of a man can compare to Paul Ross in the bedroom? No one, I hear you cry. Can we just pretend that he said Bob Ross for that sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, we'll pretend that. I've ordered four of these now. One of them is above the fireplace and is naturally the pride of our entire home. (laughs) On the second canvas, I've cut out the section where Paul's face is. And when I drive to pick up the kids, I wear the canvas and pretend that I'm a famous celebrity dad. The kids simply love it. (laughs) The third is purely for recreational purposes. I've cut a hole where Paul's mouth would be because my wife has demanded that we French kiss through the hole. Parentheses. I want to point out that I wear the canvas for kissing, not her. Although I'd gladly turn for just one of Paul's tender mouth hugs. (laughs) The fourth is a backup. In summary, Hotshot City is a particularly good track. (laughs) What? The fourth is a backup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to just read the uh, the last one just so that we can uh, finish on Aaron with this one but uh, five stars <laughs> five stars best in because cl- otherwise mine's going to be anticlimactic five stars best in class if you only buy one 20 inch canvas of Paul Ross this year this is the one to get that has 14 comments I'm assuming it's people going no nope, there's this one that's way better <laughs> Over 1,100 people found the review helpful, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. If Paul Ross only got a kickback on all this. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all love our Paul Ross dad? <laughs> My cock agrees. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is a one-star review. 304 of 325 people found the following review helpful by Mr. J. Gom. As a long-term Paul Ross devotee, I bought one of these for the prime spot above my mantelpiece in our living room. It looked fantastic and made for a wonderful conversation piece. People would comment on the incredible realism and how it seemed to be almost alive and the usual cliche about the eyes really follow you around the room. But it was very lifelike. And sometimes when I entered the room and glanced at the picture, it was as if Paul was up to something, as if he had just been moving about and jumped back into his stationary position upon my entrance. I found myself darting into the room to try and catch him in the act, but I was never quite fast enough. One night, I returned home from work to find my wife sitting on the couch, seemingly staring into space. At first, I thought she was watching TV, but it was switched off. Her face was fixed in an expression of mild dismay, like someone who has reluctantly accepted a terrible fate. I waved my hand in front of her face to no response. I pinched her gently on the arm. Nothing. Slightly harder. Not a flinch. I was shaking by this point and about to dial for an ambulance when I realized she was not staring into space at all. I followed the direction of her gaze and to my horror, I realized she was staring straight into the malevolent eyes of Paul Ross's image. <laughs> Quickly, I leapt to the canvas and clawed at it with my fingernails tearing through its surprisingly high-quality lacquered finish in a blind panic, <laughs> trying not to catch his eyes in fear that I, too, would fall under his evil spell. When eventually the picture was nothing but tattered shards, I turned to see that my wife was woozily coming to, and her ordeal was coming to an end. His icy grip on her heart was loosened just in time. <laughs> Please, even though it is so appealing and such great value for a high-quality item, resist temptation and do not buy this picture, lest you come to the same fate. And perhaps by the time someone comes to your aid, it will be too late. <laughs> I really appreciate the fact that that essentially plays out exactly like an H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. Quotes pretty Paul perfect. Ross. Never before. That's not even Lovecraft. That's fucking what? <laughs> That's Poe. Sorry, 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 sorry. They're very similar. Look, Paul Ross has a certain cyclopean horror to him. That's all I'll say. Uh, all right, okay. Cyclopean. It, it's it's uh, it means uh, somewhat alien and uh, intimidating. Okay. I know. I was quoting my character. I know. <laughs> I was quoting. We wonder away that um, Clues gave us a link to see this actual item on Amazon Co. UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't and, know if this is this item specifically, but yeah, it, it's, it that's, is the one, a, that's the one. Yeah, okay, let's, great. Let's scroll down to what other items do customers buy after viewing this item? <laughs> the second item is cooking with Coolio. <laughs> that's Look, via Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so you you view. The box canvas print of Paul Ross. You stare into his deep, deep eyes, and then you go by cooking with Coolio. Well, if you look, and, the, the, there's and a... apparently a yodeling yodel pickle toy. <laughs> <laughs> that was mentioned on our uh, our, our live show again. Uh, it was the uh, Justin Bieber um, song 
thing. Um, if you all, you can also buy Paul Ross greetings cards where he's truly looking like a slack jawed twerp. I was going to say, <laughs> is this for real? Because this looks like this looks like read, an awful. I don't. Did you read the questions and answers on this Amazon page? Uh, the first question is, who is Paul Ross? <laughs> the answer is, who isn't? <laughs> That's, that answer was supposedly supplied by Paul Ross on 30th of August, 2014. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> this one says, oh, from Crooked Mouth, on, underneath the Paul Ross greetings card, Carl Jung wrote to me several months before he died to urge me to remember in years to come that the pendulum of the mind oscillates between sense and nonsense, not between right and wrong. I think that we can take a modicum of comfort from them because the true conflict that lies in the heart of man is the eternal tension between id and ego, self and mind, and of course between the primary entity and the sorry the, between the primal entity and the rational face that we show the world. Where is the nonsense in that? Where indeed is the sense? I don't believe that Carl ever truly solved that riddle, despite the many subtle hints that I gave him. He was a brilliant mind, but too focused in the darkness that dwells within, to the exclusion of all else. Carl, I said to him one rainy afternoon in Salzburg. Look to the light for your answers, but alas, he was ripped. <laughs> he was ripped to the tits, on ease at the time, and paid me no heed. Thus, his greatest works were deeply flawed by the lack of understanding of even the most basic Cartesian principles of mind itself. As I sit here gazing from my study window into the broad, bustling, palm tree-lined streets of Castard, I am overcome with remorse that I never managed to guide him as effectively as I could, and that he died mauled by lions in Malawi, or so I hear. A bitter failure with barely a penny to his name, such as the price of human condition. Still, at least I'm not Paul Ross. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's an answer to who isn't. (laughs) Okay, let's finish, shall we, on uh, the Tatooine cycle. Now, this is uh, because it's Star Wars. Uh, we're going to close on a retelling of the original A New Hope in the style of an ancient Irish saga. This was written by Tom O'Donnell, who you can find on Twitter. It doesn't end because he's not finished it yet. He only got to the bit where uh, Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're going to have to assume our most theatrical and pompous uh, and oldie English slash oldie Irish, and maybe sort of slightly old Norse saga type voices for this. So um, we all know our orders. So I'll just start reading. Sharon, pick up as soon as uh, I finish. So. There once was a great queen of Aldran, and Leia was her name. War had sprung up between her people and those of Darth Vader. These were the messengers she sent. She, Trifa Ogre, who knew all the languages of man and beast, and the dwarf, Artu. Do it! The messengers became lost on their journey, and before long, they did not know what land or territory or province they were in. Uh, this is not all of it, by the way. I just chose the choicest morsels. Bill. It was not long before they saw bandits before them in the road. The messengers were captured as slaves. <laughs> nice. I wish I Aaron. <clears throat> The bandits sold the messengers to a farmer, Eogan his name. He gave them to his nephew, Finn Erskoge, to look after. 
When they came to the plain of Mach Eisley, Ken Obi recited this poem. Bees swarm in the evil hive, scum and villainy no untrue speech. In the plain of Eisley, are these the messengers you seek? In Mach Eisley, <laughs> there lived a famous warrior. I- what? Eogen! Eogen Anfer! What? He knew the secret paths and possessed a great hound, Chewbacca. <laughs> well timed. <laughs> Perfect. Anfer was in the ford against Grido. Anfer was in and- the ford. <laughs> in the ford. Against Greedo, champion on teach. A lucky day for me, Einfer, he said. Meeting you in the forward. <laughs> <coughs> you are like a frightened boy who flees at the first sight of trouble. Why is he a pirate? He, will... he is Greedo. Of course. <laughs> we will take your lands, horses, and nerf herds. Before Greedo could draw his weapon, Enfer cast his spear first, so that it went clean through the other's chest. <laughs> I can guide you through the Kestrel's run in less than half a day. I am quick enough for a wild man and a beardless boy. I wish I got all of this now. <laughs> when his warriors came to address the captives, Eogan and Finn threw them on their backs and took their armor from them. That was the Stormtroopers. <laughs> We're getting Irish and Scots confused here, but it's close enough. Yeah, that was my fault, but here we go. They stood up to their haunches in water and bones. The pit was infested <laughs> with snakes and venomous worms and a great stench. The pit was infested with snakes and venomous worms and a great stench. Aaron? Cold is the snow tonight. My former strength has left me. Though I be a weak old man, it is only a master of evil thou art. You will have no victory, truth of battle against you, Strike me down now, red the sword. I shall have power beyond imagining. <laughs> Nary a truer word was spoken. And that's as far as I... we got on that. Wow. As far as everyone got, too. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken Obi, who could forget him? Um... I, like I say, I, I wish I got all of that because that was awesome. Thank you guys so, so much. This has been one of the best, most fun shows for ages. <laughs> um, right. Oh, so amazing. Where, where can folks go to listen to more of your stuff if they want to hear more of you? Well, I always go last, so I'm going to go first this time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stick with the order we've been trained on for this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. I have I have two shows, and since these guys have their own shows now, I'll just I'll just do both of them. Uh, I do the Mana Pool, which is my baby, which has been going for eight years now, which is all about the card game Magic the Gathering. If you have any interest in the game at all, even just a passing one, then you should check us out because we we talk everything from flavor to 
ridiculous uh well anything really I, we do it's so broad that it's hard to describe like lots of shows like my other show monday night magic is just news and like tournament results for those that are deeply entrenched in magic so if you're into that sort of thing then check out monday night magic on mtgcast.com but the mana pool is more everything else to do with magic basically anything you could possibly think of we've probably talked about it or we've written it down so we can talk about it later and You've for, had nearly 400 episodes to get through stuff, so... <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're well, The last one was, what, 398? Good lord. Jeez. So, uh... Yeah, yeah. I wish we could... I could say that we do more than just magic, but unless it's April 1st, it's really just magic. And I also have a YouTube channel where I play such games as Magic and Hearthstone, <laughs> and Hearthstone, which is why my accent kept coming out Scottish, is because uh, the innkeeper in Hearthstone is is a dwarf, and all dwarves are always Scottish all the time yeah, for some reason. Yeah. So Yeah, I think the first one was me just messing up, and then when you started doing it too, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and then I got stuck into it, because you're always the one who read right before me, and I just jumped back in that direction. I... If we'd gone one more round, I'd be back to creepy Alan Rickman voice. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's me. It's all magic all the time, and and I listen to Alex constantly while driving because that's that's my day job. To listen to Alex while driving, yeah, uh, it's paid to do it. That's basically what they pay me for. That's a pretty good job. <laughs> it is, even though the last thing I listened to was the Twilight series. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I get not paid to listen to Alex all day every day. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you get paid in um, geriatrical <laughs> nostalgia or something. <laughs> Nostalgic sticks. <laughs> Missing Aslan bollocks. Yay! You must find my bollocks. They're on the end of the nostalgia sticks. Stuck where the sun don't shine. <laughs> oh, someone else talk. <laughs> All right. I, I'm up next then. Yeah. So I'm on the Monday Night Magic podcast that he just mentioned. Um. And he already went over that. But the other thing that I'm doing is recently I started my own podcast where um, I'm focusing more on the community social aspect of people who are into Magic the Gathering. So it's actually a submission-based podcast where I put up topics and people who go to my website, which is enchantworld.com, can actually read the upcoming topics and then use a widget that's built into the site to actually record a five- to six-minute story and submit it. And then I compile those and put them together in sort of an NPR-style compilation that I put out hopefully once a month, depending on density of stories. And the main focus of that one is, again, community-based, and it's for getting a little more exposure to people who aren't exactly the stereotype magic player, so more minorities of all forms. Mm. So it's an interesting experiment that I'm hoping will pay off in the long run. It's only had... An episode zero explaining it and a first episode released so far, but hopefully by January and so on, we'll get to two, three, four and on. Those would be the next ones, yeah. Yeah, like in that order if it works out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might outsource it to Fox, so no promising. (laughs) For for fans of Alex Shaw old school work, it's like the Gamergate episodes. Oh, God. Because it's it's just submission-based. Yeah, yeah, but that was talking about one of the most upsetting things ever. Well, I meant in form, not in content. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, Although not I did listen to release. <laughs> I did listen to those as sort of a, an opening model. The idea is that uh, the magic community, at least in 
North America mm-hmm. is predominantly like pasty white guys who get together and play magic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, us. <laughs> like us. And except we you don't play magic very often. Oh, that's true, yeah. But um but the whole idea is that there are other people, like, you know, women and you know, various pigments and all kinds of breakdowns of people. And they don't get as much exposure. So here, go forth, communicate, That's share awesome. your stories. I try to heavily downplay myself in this as a pasty white guy. I can be a distraction. So, so. yeah, you just basically have to be like uh, Lou Rodriguez and become a mouthpiece at that stage. Yeah, he's pretty much the crypt keeper, right? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> Good evening, I, I, boys and ghouls. <laughs> Good evening. Insert death pun here. And now a story. <laughs> Paul Ross. Poor <laughs> Bob Ross, who can tell. <laughs> First one, then the other. I love my two dads. <laughs> the eyes follow you. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me there in Monday Night Magic and wherever I wander into. Like, these people didn't lock me out, so I'm here this week. Who knows what podcast I'll be on next week? <laughs> <laughs> the Albino oh, okay. Paul Bentley podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I guess that leaves me. Uh, you can find me with these two fools on the Monday Night Magic podcast uh, every week. Uh, you can also find me on my own magic podcast called Card Advantage, where myself and my co-host go a bit deeper into topics than we could possibly do on a Monday Night Magic episode. Uh, we like to have uh, interviews with interesting people from around magic, including designers, developers, tournament organizers, players, you name it. Uh, we, we dabble in a lot of stuff, and we periodically revisit flavor. So if you like flavor of magic that's uh, a thing we we get into from time to time and if you want to hear something from me that isn't about movies or just this bollocks bollocks uh then uh, listen to new century which is uh, my uh, sci-fi audio drama series uh it's really starting to heat up now with uh, arlington a uh, political pot boiler set in washington that i've described as the west wing meets the winter soldier Ooh. So, yeah, go check that out. Right, and that's it from us. And I think we're going to end on Chemical Warfare by the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. Okay, thank you guys very, very much for, uh, for coming along. This has been an awesome show. Thank you for having us. Cool. Yeah, thank you. So, um, I've been Alex Shaw. I've been Sharon Shaw. And my cock agrees. <laughs>
that means you got all the way to the end of this episode in which case well done and you should tweet at us at school of movies and then just say great show or whatever you're going to say to us and then in parentheses put a b which stands for aslan's bollocks which is a secret code known only to the people who got to the end of this episode Oh, and for folks who support either us or the Manor Pool on Patreon, we have an exclusive bonus podcast of an hour worth of stuff that didn't make it to this final show. So if you want to hear that, best come support at least one of us on Patreon. I hurt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you shouldn't have ate those gummy bears, now should you? (laughs) Bollocks hurt so badly. At least you got them. Right. <laughs> Too soon. Wait, now, is that because... Now, Sharon, did you say that because you are female? Or... Gilded Aslan. Because you are a lion, Sharon. I was implying that at least he is not Aslan after the chopping block. <laughs> and now, um... let him have his bollocks cut off. <laughs> On the stone table? Yes, that's the first thing they cut off. <laughs> Well, obviously. They were eaten by a minotaur. You must find that minotaur, Peter. Find him on the battlefield. <laughs> Cut my bollocks out from his stomach. <laughs> Bring them back to me. They are blessed with eternal life. <laughs> Not you, Susan. Not you, Susan. Not you, Susan. You can't fight. It's ugly when women fight. That's what Father Christmas told me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) C.S. Lewis is now rotating enough in his grave.